Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Embodied Astrology Horoscopes for Capricorn season in 2019. My name is Renee. I'm an artist, an astrologer, and a somatic intuitive. In these audio horoscopes, I'll outline what I perceive as the main areas of focus for each sign in the month ahead and give you creative, embodied, and practical suggestions for working with this season's biggest opportunities and challenges. Remember that horoscopes describe general energies, and it's up to you to get specific. Listen with your intuition turned on and your mind open. Take what works, leave the rest. I suggest that you listen to the horoscopes for your sun and your rising signs. Your sun sign is what you tell people when they ask, what's your sign? It has to do with the time of year you were born. Your rising sign is determined by the time of day you were born and the place you were born. If you know your birth information, you can find out what your rising sign is by getting a free natal chart on my website, embodiedastrology.com, in the horoscope section. To learn more about what's coming up in the next 30 days and the major themes of 2020 in general, make sure to listen to Breakdown to Breakthrough, the Embodied Astrology episode for Capricorn season. You can find this episode linked in the show notes from my website or as a separate track on your favorite listening platforms. If you're hungry to learn more about astrology, check out my subscriber offerings. You can subscribe by donation at any amount per month and receive access to an extended monthly forecast and printable astro journal that gives you detailed day-by-day breakdowns of the planetary aspects and lunar cycles and suggestions for how to work effectively with their energy. Subscribers also get discounts on year-ahead birthday reports, online classes, live events, and the Embodied Astrology Basics Handbook. Speaking of live events, I would love to see you next month in Portland, Oregon. I'll be giving a talk on the Astrology of 2020 on Saturday, January 4th at 7pm at Psychic Sister on Alberta. The next day, Sunday, January 5th, come hang out with me from 11 to 4 at the People's Yoga Northeast, where we'll continue to explore the amazing Astrology of 2020. I'll teach you how to work with your own chart, and we'll play with fun, creative, and embodied approaches for working with astro energy for manifestation, vitality, and joy. Details for both events are in the show notes or on my website, embodiedastrology.com, in the play and learn section under live events. All of my audio horoscopes, guided meditations, and podcasts are offered for free. I know how helpful astrology can be for making sense out of the world, and it's important to me to keep this work financially accessible, especially during these crazy times in the world. If this work benefits you in your life, please support me to continue making it. You can make a one-time or recurring donation to help keep it going. And, side note, recurring monthly donors get access to the awesome subscriber content, The number one way you can support this work is to share it. Please share it with your family and friends and leave five-star reviews on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Spotify, and follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Embodied Astrology. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please wait for a brief sponsorship message, and I'll be right back at you with your horoscope. Hello Sagittarius, welcome to your horoscope for Capricorn season. Um, As I mentioned in the introduction, I'm going to be focusing on the energy of the season and leaving the astrological information, the planets, the aspects, the signs, etc. to the the subscriber content for now. I really want to let these horoscopes speak directly to your experience and what I'm picking up from your charts. So 
Capricorn season is wild astrologically. There is so much um, energy that is coming to a head, coming to a boiling point of some kind. And transformation is the only option. So we are in um, a, a period of time when um, radical change is necessary um, for all of us here on Earth. And it's not something that we can... Um, compartmentalize or isolate ourselves from these changes that are happening in the world around us are also changes that um, by necessity are happening uh, within us, within our bodies, within our psyches, within our relationships. And personally, I really believe that to, to move in congruence with the evolutionary energy, we need to understand how um, we are microcosms of the macro of this kind of larger experience. And so when we work with ourselves, we're also working with collective energy. Um, I see you working with collective energy in a very important way. And the way that I see you working with this energy has to do with um, value, wealth, and worth with these concepts. And um, these concepts are definitely materially related. They have to do with sustenance. They have to do with survival. They have to do with the ways that you um, provide for yourself and uh, how you feel taken care of in the world and also how you... Um, mm, what the parameters are, I suppose, of of what you think you need to uh, in order to be taken care of. So um, what's valuable to you? How much money do you need to make? What resources do you need to have? What do you want to have, etc. The issue of your own value and your sustenance is a big issue. Um, it has been an issue for the last decade. You have been working to work it out, to understand your relationship to money, to understand your relationship to self-esteem, to figure out how to provide for yourself, to figure out what to do with um, you know, potentially periods of time where you don't have what you need or where you're struggling to make ends meet or where you're struggling with your concept of self-worth um, in some way. And what, what I see you coming to is a, a real shift in how you are relating to these concepts and to these experiences. And what I want to invite is a meditation on um, contentment, actually. And contentment is um, an important kind of aspect of any spiritual path. And so it's definitely something that I think all religions in some ways promote. Um, how can we live in a space of contentment so that we don't get um, manipulated by jealousy and envy and greed because those experiences are certainly destructive. They're destructive to ourselves and they're destructive to others and, and definitely to our environment. And contentment, of course, is, is a whole conversation to unpack, um, especially if it comes to privilege, especially if it comes to class um, and systemic inequities based on identities that have been marginalized, who has had uh, power, privilege, etc. Like th there's a ton there. Um, so you do that unpacking if you want, but I just want to invite that we all have the capacity to experience contentment, even if it's just for a moment, even if, if it's a meditation that we enter into for 10 minutes a day where, um, you know, the, the point is I'm going to feel this breath and in this breath, I'm going to feel content that I am breathing.
I'm going to take a sip of water and as I swallow the water I'm going to give thanks to the water and be grateful that I am swallowing this cup of water. Um, contentment can arise in any kind of um, relationship, any kind of behavior or activity as long as the intention is there. And I want to ask you to bring your attention to contentment um, as a study, as a, um, a, a kind of measurement point for yourself. Because what I'm seeing is that there's a, a space that you're getting to where you're recognizing discontent and um, you're needing to transform the ways that you work with discontent and contentment and abundance um, re really want to come into your life. This is something that you are actively calling in. You're calling in the support that you need. And the truth of it is, is that most of us, you know, it's like we get what we think that we want or that we need. And then as soon as we have it for a minute, then we want or we think we need something else. Um, and I'm sure that I've heard a TED talk about this somewhere. And I heard someone talking about, you know, the experience of wealth, how um, a person might say like, oh, I need this amount of money to be happy in my life. And then they start to make that amount of money and then they want to make more. And so there's, there's a way that our minds are conditioned to always put off happiness, to always put off contentment, to kick it down the road and to go, okay, when I have that, then I'll be happy. And the way that these thoughts and these belief systems manifest in our bodies definitely have a lot to do with the ways that we value ourselves and that we feel worthy in our lives of receiving what is good. And delaying our own happiness for a moment when we have X, Y, or Z, or um, some kind of recognition, or whatever money in the bank account, you know, that's also um, a resistance to feeling good enough. In, in what we are and in what we have. It's uh, objectification of our own sense of value. And so I really want to encourage you to, as you practice contentment, as you bring this in as an intention for yourself and as a way to orient yourself, that part of what you're doing is you're telling yourself um, that you're enough as you are, that there's absolutely no uh, external kind of form that would make you better than you are now. Of course, there are resources that you could have that could make things easier, um, that could uh, help you, you know, do the things that you want to do. And that might lead to a different experience of um, self self worth or self acceptance. But ultimately, who you are is is who you are. And you don't want to put off happiness. You don't want to put off a sense of value or a sense of worthiness until some kind of fictional future point. It's not, um, it's really not helpful for you. It's not at all productive. And the more that you can come into a space of recognition of your own value of really um, kind of being in a space of contentment, regardless of all the things that aren't exactly the way that you want them to be, then the more you can start to organize your life in a really new and exciting and different way that actually does bring in what you want. 
And I have a feeling that you are already feeling this, so I'm not saying anything that's new to you. These are probably um, already realizations that you've had for yourself um, on some level, and so I'm just affirming them uh, for now. But I do want to talk a little bit about what's coming up in Capricorn season and um, some kind of different moments that we're, we're moving through um, so we can make the most of this amazing season of transformation. The sun enters Capricorn on December 21st, and the first week of Capricorn season, the 21st through the 27th or so, is a really powerful week. During this week, we'll have the first of two eclipses that we'll have in Capricorn season. The first is a solar eclipse and new moon on December 25th or 26th, depending on your time zone. Um, this solar eclipse and new moon occurs at two degrees of Cap, uh, excuse me, four degrees of Capricorn. So check your natal chart, see if you have any planets or points at four Capricorn. These planets and points will be magnified; their energies will be um, really exaggerated by this eclipse. Now, this eclipse is um, bringing in a lot of recognition and insight and aha moment kind of energy and for you particularly this again has to do with the ways that you orient towards materiality and towards the structure of your life what you're trying to build what you're trying to grow um, this definitely could have a lot to do with your occupation with your labor with your job but it could also have something to do more with just a, a basic way of living that you're trying to get to and how you want to be um, providing for yourself and also inhabiting yourself being in your body being in your space kind of having an experience here on the planet and um, at this solar eclipse what is ripe is recognition of the ways that you keep yourself from feeling content the ways that you keep yourself in cycles of um, endless labor the ways that you might be equating um, your goodness to a standard of labor and productivity that is very patriarchal or industrial in its its um kind of construction you don't want to put yourself in those kinds of boxes please do not um, allow yourself to move forward in your life from this point forward with any kinds of ideas that you have to um, suffer greatly in order to succeed or that you have to renounce pleasure in order to find success or that there's no pain no gain these are not ideas that are going to be helpful to you the more that you can rest in your embodied experience appreciate the world around you find ways to engage with pleasure find ways to be in the present moment content and not striving for something the more you get to uh, make this shift into actually the life that you want to be living um, so around that solar eclipse, things to pay attention to are, um, you know, old patterns, patterning belief systems that are telling you, you need to be this, this and that in order to be successful and uh, senses of urgency or senses of not enoughness. Um, try and get to the root of those beliefs or those ideas and take deep breaths with them. And then as you exhale, just let them go. Um, those are such destructive thought patterns and um, they're certainly inaccurate they are not true they are constructions of patriarchy and industrial capitalism they are not um, helpful for our bodies they're certainly not helpful for the environment so try and you know cleanse your system of those kinds of of thoughts on January 10th we'll have the second eclipse this is a lunar eclipse um, happens at the full moon 
At 20 degrees of Cancer, check your natal chart for 20 degrees Cancer or Capricorn placements. These placements are going to be highlighted again with this eclipse. Um, this eclipse is continuing with the same kind of energy of recognition. Uh, we're able to articulate things really clearly around this eclipse. It's like our mind is right there with it. Um, now, there's definitely potential around this eclipse for um, like a... a I don't know, powerful energy to come into the mind and that energy can feel destructive. It can feel uh, really angry. Um, th there can be definitely, you know, intensity that feels hard. Um, but the potential is this radical transformation. So if you find yourself um, stewing, you know, with really intense broody kinds of thoughts, or if you feel that you're angry, or if there are things that are coming up that are frustrating for you, um, again, you want to try and get into the root of your experiences, try and understand them in their essential nature, so that you can work towards the transformation. Uh, don't get caught up on judgment. Um, judgment is not going to be helpful. Get very, very curious about what you're experiencing. And um, around this lunar eclipse, there is um, a doorway that wants to open for you to shift the way that you are in your life right now. It's like you want to open up to a new possibility of how you're living. This might have really um, dramatic outcomes for you in terms of how you're scheduling your life, how you're structuring your day-to-day, -day, how you're experiencing your body, how you're experiencing your health. Again, you want to be more present. You want to be available to receive what goodness there is in life. Um, so at this full moon, be really kind with yourself. Be really gentle with yourself. Um, try and attend to insecurities. Try and attend to fears. Try and attend to um, these kinds of obsessive qualities that might come in with the mind through compassion and through empathy and through deep curiosity. Don't turn away from the spaces in yourself that are negating. Turn towards them with a lens of curiosity and try and, and ask them questions you know like ask the part of yourself that's discontent who are you how old are you you know what is it that you really need and see what kind of information that you get I think there's quite a lot of potential um, for really big shifts during these two weeks or so from December 25th um, through January 11th the uh, the full moon and lunar eclipse is January 10th but then on the 12th and the 13th we also have pretty heavy astrology and by the 13th it seems like we get to a place where there's some kind of, of release, there's an openness and a softness, but definitely those couple of weeks leading up to it have a lot of intensity. So work skillfully with your self-practice contentment in as many different ways as it makes sense to you. Um, again, it can be really simple, and simple is probably better. And invite the, the spirit of contentment into your day-to-day. -day. You want to be as present as you possibly can for it. That's what I have for you. I hope that this horoscope is interesting and that it's helpful. As I mentioned in the introduction, if you want more astrology, check out the subscription offerings. Make sure that you listen to the Capricorn season embodied astrology episode where I talk a lot about this transformational energy in a larger collective experience and give some uh, practices for working with it. Wishing you all the best in Capricorn season in 2020 and beyond. Bye for now. Just a reminder that I'll be offering two live events the weekend of January 4th in Portland, Oregon, and I would love to see you there.
Check the show notes for more info or go to embodiedastrology.com and find my live events in the play and learn section. Happy New Year! Happy New Year!